guys. Oops. Hello, my friends, this is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from your Belinda, California. We uh, are here for the Living Fearless Devotional and ResurrectMinistry.com. Yes. <laughs> That's our website with yeah. all our stuff on it. <laughs> uh, spreading the gospel through the power of the internet to every corner of the earth. I myself met Jesus on the internet, so it's a topic very dear to me. I hope you find some great resources on the website. I'm a little worried the books aren't going to function anymore because we, we kind of got, we didn't have enough uh, purchases for the associates. No, program. that happens with Amazon. Yeah, so I got to check in at the links. But we have pastors to listen to, worship bands, um, articles that I've written for the Christian Post, Andy's Fearless Man podcast, and our past episodes of this broadcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line, send us a comment, ask for a prayer. Pray for us too. We would, we love that. Yes. And uh, click the donate now button if you care to partner for us, if this ministry has blessed you in any way. Awesome. Got a little distracted with your messaging back and forth. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but we'll end up talking about what, what's happening. We were just talking about the, the, the craziness <laughs> of what is happening. It's dark in our in our world right now but we'll we'll get there uh and this i think even speaks to that just a little bit um we have people joining us we have carrie news hey, carrie. nice to Good see evening. you and cindy we were talking about cindy earlier and her great messages yes uh, and her um not uber what's it called airbnb airbnb <laughs> airbnb ministry that is, that is so Awesome. I love it. I do too. All right. We'll probably get into that too. Hey, we're going to be reading from Charles Spurgeon morning uh, by morning. Uh, it's just that it needs to be over there. You did that. Yes. Morning by morning by Charles Spurgeon. And it's for March 31st. The reference is Isaiah 53, five by his wounds. We are healed. <clears throat> and all of a sudden I got emotional. Aww. Give me a second. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This is hitting me a little. I just, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this discussion because I'm not sure I, I, I can get through it. Really? Yes. I, I it's a tough one. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Pilate delivered our Lord over to his executioners to be scourged. And a Roman scourging whip was an incredibly dreadful instrument of torture. It was made of the tendons of oxen cut into straps with sharp pieces of bone interspersed along each strap. So every time the straps hit the flesh, the pieces of bone inflicted horrible lacerations, literally ripping the flesh from the bones of the victim. There can be no doubt the Savior was tied to a pole and se severely beaten in this way. He had been struck and beaten before, but this beat beating by the Roman executioners was probably the most severe of his beatings. Dear believer, imagine this scene, then stand over him, weeping for his poor stricken body. 
Can you gaze on him without shedding tears as he lies before you as the perfect representation of agonizing love? At the same time, he is as fair as a lily in his innocence and as red as a rose with the crimson color of his own blood. As you sense the certain and blessed healing his wounds have fashioned in you, doesn't your heart instantly melt with love and grief? If you have ever loved our Lord Jesus, surely now you must feel the affliction, the affection, sorry, you must feel the affection for him brightly glowing within your heart. See how the patient Jesus stands, insulted in his lowest case. Sinners have bound the almighty hands and spit in their creator's face. With thorns, his temples gored and gashed, send streams of blood from every part. His back with knotted scourges lashed, but sharper scourges tear his heart. That's a poem by Samuel Hart. We would rather stay in our room this morning and weep, but our work calls us away. Before we leave, however, may we first pray that our beloved Savior imprint the image of his bleeding body upon the tablets of our heart all day long. Then at nightfall, may we return to commune with, with him with true sorrow that our sin cost him so dearly. So tell us. What? What's making you emotional? It's just the everything. I mean, it's just like... I, there, <laughs> the um, the hatred and i'm going to say something and it's going to cause people like to to kind of reflect back like go wait you can't do that but (laughs) it's it's the, the the hatred of someone or a group of people can be so high so much so extreme that you have no sense of the humanity of another human being, what you're doing to them. I mean, this obviously, nothing nothing worse than, than what they did to Jesus. Yes. Could. Uh, I mean, it's just the, the, it's the utter, the torture and it went on for hours. Yes. And then to spit on him and make fun of him and and the the description of the eventually the the towel that they used that they dipped in the in the wine that was just a nasty rag and put it in his mouth. And it was the wine was spoiled. Yeah, and it just went on. I mean, it just goes on and on. Each thing that they describe just gets just more depraved. That it is just how can another human? I mean, I've seen some stuff as a police officer that that is, was pretty bad. That, that one person would do to another, and, and I mean that that is horrific. The things, I mean, to lighting a car with your baby inside it because you are upset that you're not able to date is the reason that this woman did this to her child. I had a client who did that because she didn't want her husband to take the child. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't see, I don't, I, I don't. Well, and it's also, of course, nothing compares to what happened to Christ, but 
it really brings me to the point we are at today. Yep. Which is listening to the news clips about everybody doing a dance over Trump getting indicted and his whole family being dragged through the mud. And it just the lack of empathy, the inhumaneness of it all. And just this whole thing about the trans community. We love trans people. We don't hate trans people. There's nothing about anything that we've said other than wanting to protect the children, protecting trans children, saying, we don't want to let them do this to you until you're an adult. And then you want to pierce your lip and get a, but you're you know going to do it, but you're going to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to let you have a mature brain mm. and decide to do whatever it is. It's a free country. You could do what you can, but we're trying to protect you. We don't hate you, but the opposite is not true. This demonically inspired hatred of Christians, basically what this is turning out to be is so vile. Mm. Um, and you just, it's people with a reprobate mind. They've just been given over um, to darkness and you just watch it. You're like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Um, and it's in, and I'm trying to see it from the other side saying, you know, you hate us. And I mean, uh, Jean-Pierre, the press secretary saying, we feel for the trans community, they're under attack. And I'm like, <laughs> what? oh my God, yeah. six Christians just died. Who's under attack? Three of them, nine-year-old babies. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, what? Christians are not out there trying to kill trans people. Never have. No, it never will happen. Just because you don't, we don't want you to do that to our children and encourage it with our children or anybody else's children. We don't want you doing it to anybody's children. (laughs) Right. Even the kids that want to do it, we don't want you doing it to them because they're not old enough. Right. Inflict your demonic madness when they have a right to choose, when they have a a properly formed brain and they have a right to choose. Um, Yeah, so... Carrie says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Yes. Um, it's just a dark time. It's a dark time to see that, um, the world outside of the Christian community, outside of the God fearing community community has no empathy for us. Don't agree with us. You don't Mm. have to agree with us, but allow us to have our own opinions. Like look at the, the persecution that the hockey players are coming under. And yeah, they were saying on TV, I saw some commentators saying other players saying, if you don't like our laws, why don't you go back to the country you came from? What? Because he doesn't want to support the LGBTQ community. He has to go back to what country? (laughs) Russia, Ireland. Yeah. Totally respect the LGBTQ. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so absurd that they're the hostility, the enmity and, and when Christ said, just know that when they hate you, they hated me first. You will p- face persecution in this life, but do not be afraid for I have overcome the world. Is really beginning to see it. Yeah. It's, it's no joke. It's not in pockets of third world countries of China and Iran and, and other places where um, they're just afraid of the power of the gospel. They literally hate what we believe. They just hate God. And we represent everything that they just absolutely hate. The 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 vitriol, the anger, the I mean, you see it even the school board meetings, there's like literally demonic sounds. There's a 75-year-old school teacher screaming vulgarities at another community member 
because she wants to take porn out of the library. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that at our school board. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I was giving her example. Oh. <laughs> she was literally cursed out you, you know what, B word, with the extreme vulgarity in front of it, a, a 70, 75-year-old school teacher. And she's like looking at her going, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that to me. It was just so, right. it's just so much hostility. And then you see what happened to Christ and you think to yourself, wow, like I could, I see how we get there. Right. So I know this devotional is about his love for us, but I, I, just, I, but I just cannot help but see the, the other side of it. The, the, ang- the, the wretched anger and, and just depravity of people. That's what, that, that's all like, that's yeah. what I get out of this. It's yeah. just, we we should be so grateful for his sufferings, but it's just um, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just history repeating itself mm. that they will if they could, they'd burn us at the stake, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they could if they could flog us with these kind of weapons, they would. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on one other thing, and that is the the uh, the people that stood by and watched. <laughs> and. um and I was one of those people not watching Jesus getting beat, but oh. my dog. Oh. And so I wanted to read a chapter here and um, that maybe this will speak to some of you that have, that have not. And I, and I've talked to people all the time. I said, listen, we're sitting, there's a, we're, there's a bunch of this going on in our world where we're, they're just standing by watching it happen and not saying anything. Taking videos. Taking Right. Taking videos. So uh, this is from my book. It's called Falco Walking with God and a Dog. My dog here. His name was Falco. Oop, the dog there. So when you hear Falco, you're going to think I'm talking about myself, but I'm talking about the dog. Um, and I'm just going to start in the middle of a, of, of a chapter here. But um, my there was an old-fashioned way of training where they use sticks to beat the dog and cattle prods to shock the dogs. Um, in places like their testicles and uh, you know their paws and their belly and stuff like that it was bad and my plea and that's how I was that's how I was told it's done there was no alternative we went to one trainer we didn't we couldn't go anywhere else and this is how he did it so one day and what was that to just break their spirit yeah that's just the way that they corrected them so you know how I use reward-based training they use correction-based training okay so it's after they made an error they made a mistake and then you beat them And so, but that's how I was taught. And I was actually was very good at it too, because that's, I was told this is what you do. So, uh, but now I, here I am with my dog and I'm at training uh, at this place in Riverside, California. And in my book, I wrote uh, one day during training, I allowed my dog Falco to be chained to a pole and beaten. It wasn't to make him tougher or prepare him for the street. It was just abuse, senseless and unnecessary. Afterward, Falco greeted me. Loving, <laughs> loving as ever, he knew I watched him being struck and bruised and did nothing to stop it. Yet he never flinched from obeying me despite my betrayal. <laughs> I was ashamed. That's when I went to the administration of Anaheim Police Department and demanded a change. I told them the canine unit could not return to that training facility. They saw the sincerity in my face and my words. And do you know what? We never returned. No department had ever done that. 
but others would soon follow. And then later it goes on to talk about how I started Falco Cannon Academy. But in spite of what happened later, I did nothing about it at the time. And I've never been able to obviously forgive myself for it. It was um, maybe a few weeks later, maybe a month later, and I've told the story of how my dog saved my life, that after that beating, and that I stood there and allowed them to do that and watched it to where he was laying on the ground screaming because they were beating him so bad, <clears throat> that um, less than a month later that I would be in a situation where there was a man behind a door waiting to shoot me as I walked into a room to arrest his partner, that my dog saved my life and grabbed him by the leg. And he just go, God, God does that for every one of us. Amen. His son was beaten on a pole. And, um, and for, and tortured, tortured even beyond that. And then gave his life to us so that we could have everlasting life. Amen. So the price would be paid. But. It doesn't fix the fact that I stood there and allowed it. I held the leash as they beat him. Mm. And I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever reconcile that, but Jesus forgives me yes. for my sins. Um, and Falco but, did too. Uh, he obviously did. He saved my life. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, I just, uh, we just can't stand by and watch all this stuff happening and not do something no. about it. We have to speak out, speak up go to uh, places where we need to stand and stand firm. And, uh, and that's what he calls us to do. I believe. Yes. Right. He calls in us love. To, in love. It's so hard to do it in love. And to me, it's not. Oh, no, it is. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to me. But <laughs> it, I, but I do it. But it's not but it's, hard when you realize that you, when you, search your heart what are you fighting are you you're fighting to save them as well like it's just a matter of how you look at it you're not you're not fighting the person you're just saying listen it's just like having an unruly child i'm doing this for your good i want your good as much as i want my child's good I care just as much about that stranger kid whose parents say it's okay for him to transition and I want to impose laws to stop it because I want to save that little boy or girl just as bad as I, as I would want to save my own child. So it's not, it's not hatred. It, it stems from a love and a concern for um, humanity. Right. And so they just, uh, they can't, they can't see that about us. It's so, it's so bizarre. It's, it's so supernatural. It's just, it's otherworldly. Mm. Wow. Uh, Carrie's crying at your story. Oh. It's very sad. And uh, Cindy says, she's so grateful to know who Jesus is and to follow him. Amen. And I have no words for this. It is awful. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. What does the Bible say about? We only have the one prophetic scripture, Isaiah 53, Oops. I think 15. There you go. Yeah. Uh, 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. 
and by his wounds we are healed. I had brought up a question. Do you, do you mind addressing that? Where it says in there that, um, oh, do you want to read that one? Oh, uh, Carrie says, Andy, my mom also fought for reward-based training. They did not know. Jesus said, forgive them. They do not know what they do. Amen. That's awesome. Uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon said that this was a second beating. Right. And I was wondering if he had been beaten before, but you're saying it was in the sequence of, of events. Yeah. The way um, the scholars describe it is that uh, the story of beatings are in various scriptures. And in, in uh, John 19, 1, um, there's a record of the beating of Jesus before he sent to the crucifixion. And then Matthew 27 and Mark 15, 15 record a beating that took place at a time when he was sentenced. Um, and those are parallel verses. So I, in it's, it's believed that Pilate wanted to punish him, wanted him flogged, hoping that that would be enough. He actually didn't want to kill him. Mm. Um, and then uh, when the Pharisees came back and said, no, we want him subject to death. And then they sent the murderer free. Instead, they got to choose and they sent the murderer free. Then he was ultimately beaten on his way, beaten so badly that he couldn't carry the cross. Wow. All right. Clarifies that. And what does Jim have to say? Redemption is defined as freedom obtained through a price paid. Today, we have considered that price, but who can fully calculate Jesus's pain and suffering or the value of even one drop of his blood? We think of so-called precious metals as having some great value, but the truth is they have no eternal value. In fact, since the word precious literally means priceless or beyond the ability to value, metals such as silver and gold are not truly precious. And as we see from the following, they are indeed perishable. For you know that it is with it is not with perishable things like silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty life of the life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And that's first Peter one, 18 and 19. Yeah, that's really something to think that I've, I've, I don't know why I've been thinking this about this a lot lately, but about gold, mm -hmm. like what is it? But a metal, a substance, yeah, <laughs> that we've decided has value, right? And why, right? <laughs> kind of like the paper we have that is money, apparently, right? That may not be money for very long, right? But uh, Jesus is precious, amen. His blessing, yes, so amazing. Um. Wow, I don't know. I, I think that just wore me out. Just that whole <laughs> remembrance. Aww. I haven't read in that. I, I don't read my obviously. My, I don't read my book every day. No. <laughs> so when I read it every so often, it takes me back to uh, why I wrote it, and that was that specific incident is the reason I wrote the book and uh, brought me to Jesus Christ in the beginning. Although I didn't get much further than being religious about it, it did. It did at least get me started on yes. the on the right foot. Yes, I'm not I'm carried not, along the way. Yes, I tarried along the way. But it's not like I didn't do some things that were in line with. What? I just didn't carry it on to my total flesh. You bobbed and weaved. I bobbed and weaved exactly, <laughs> like Muhammad Ali. Uh, I was good. I was good at that. Um. What else? What kind of speechless, huh? Yeah, I'm just thinking if we can take Someone. it to the Muslim faith, 
what was uh you they you told me that they talk about him being a prophet jesus jesus but did, did do they talk about him being don't talk about the crucifixion not at all never never because if you talk about it then you have to talk about the weird concept they have of changing his body and his soul and yeah exposing them yeah and it's and it's really the power of the crucifixion it's the cross uh, that no other religion ever wants to talk about. They say Jesus is a great teacher, and we all say, you know, we know the the expression. I think it was Charles Spurgeon who said it first that he has to be, he either has to be the son of God or he's a liar, um, mm. or or he's crazy because he said the things that he said, and there's enough witnesses to verify historically about what he said and what happened to him. So then, you know, he's a, you either have to accept what he tells you he is. You can't make up a different status for him. He's not a prophet if all those things he said were lies. How could you call him a prophet? Um, but it's really the power of the cross that nobody wants to talk about. And we talked about that yesterday where Muslims, the hardest thing for them to accept is why would God do that to himself? Because he loves us. What? Like they just don't. Love is not central in Islam. And so it becomes a very difficult thing um, for them to understand that God would love us enough and want fellowship with us and wanted us in the kingdom of heaven, that he had to pay that price so that we would be his family. That's how much he loved us. Wow. So do they say, what? how did his life end? Jesus. In, in the Muslim. Taken up to heaven. Just suddenly disappeared? Ascended, yes. Yeah. To return in the last days. There is somebody else in the Bible, though, that just suddenly disappeared, isn't Elijah. there? Elijah. Elijah. Uh, see, I, I know my Bible. There you go. I just couldn't remember There's who it was. There's actually one more person in... <laughs> The name's Enoch. Uh, um, do you want to tell us anything about the text that you got? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, okay. I wanted to hear all about it. Um, so you had Bible study today. What are you guys studying? In, uh... We're in uh, First Thessalonians, First and Second Thessalonians, which is brilliant. I mean, it's all about why um, our... Uh, our community believes in the pre-rapture. And so the rapizo, as the Greek translated in First Thessalonians 4. And it's, I, I mean, the amazing thing about Bible studies is you learn such depth of scripture that you just gloss over when you're just reading it by yourself. And the prescriptions for daily life and the things that were taught by Paul in um, the books of Thess Thessalonians is just extraordinary. So beautiful. Work with your hands. Stay out of other people's business. Be good. Pray for others. You know, just, just really, just simple, simple explanations of expectations that God has for us. Um, and the persecution that the Thessalon Thessalonians were under was severe. Mm. Was severe. They were beaten and persecuted. They lost their uh, land and property. And they did that for faith. Wow. So nothing new under the sun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> new. Um, and Cindy has it. a nice comment. She says, poor Andy, you loved and you made a difference because of that experience. And that's what matters. Mm, thank you. And look at how many thousands of dogs' lives you changed. Mm. The consequence. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah, that... Uh, experience caused a whole lot of things to happen i mean it, it's you can make good out of bad 
God does that. Absolutely. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. He'll turn that ship right around. <laughs> Nobody else can. Yeah. And it sure did, uh, you know, teach me a lesson about standing and watching something happen that it shouldn't be happening. I, I don't know that I've, I can't think of any other time I've allowed that to happen. Right. <laughs> See? <laughs> but that was uh, life changing moments. You know, oh there's gosh. a fork in the road. If you if you would have seen what was happening, you would be shocked at what was happening. And he wasn't the only dog that they did that to. Of course. But this dog in particular, this is the dog. This is my dog here. This was at the L.A. riots. Find animal there that decided to save my life one day. Um, was so obedient. Was so good. Oh. And there was no reason for it. He had, he had a day where maybe some, he just, it, there was something going on where he just didn't understand what it, what it was we wanted. And it was totally out of line. And uh, yeah. And then it got worse. He didn't know what to do. He got confused. I mean, now as a trainer, I know exactly what was happening. At the time, I was like so new. I was 23 years old. These were like the stars of the world, of the canine world at the right. time. And I was supposed to just trust what they were doing was right. And I didn't, I didn't know. And like I said, I had used the tools on dogs, not in this manner, but I'd used them and thought, but then it just kept going and going and it got harder and worse. And then he's laying on the ground. It was just the craziest thing. Mm. It's like they took it personal. Remember, I always talk about that. You take anything yeah. personal, you begin to do things that are right? just out of line. You okay. can't take things personal, especially a dog training. Like a dog's really going to go, all right, I'm going to. I'm going to give you, I mean, right I'm going to give you the finger right now. And yeah. no, the dog's not giving you the finger. <laughs> he doesn't have that ability to do that. But uh, yeah, it was kind of nuts. Terry says without the crucifixion, we would have no hope. Mm. Amen. It's all about the cross. Yeah, for sure. What else, Snugs? This kind of was one of this, a tough one. <laughs> we just went into a hole. I knew, I knew at the time we read it that I go, oh, this is, I don't know. I, that's why I wanted you to talk. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you we got two of our kids uh getting ready to get on a plane at nine, in about 25 minutes they'll be on the jet plane uh flying to florida <laughs> this is i think this is the first time that yeah I, yeah they've left the left the nest in their i mean when they're with family they're with grandparents but um yeah i don't know i feel a little funny about it oh they're gonna be gone for a week in Florida. But they've been gone for many weeks. Yeah, but with time. their mom. It's like, you know. Uh, the grandmother looks pretty with it. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She loves them. She's she a, she's a really good and and their uh, grandfather. What's well, a step grandfather, but um he loves them. He he loves those kids. Oh, that's loves other kids. So it'll be fun for them. And the aunt love, you know, they're going to go visit the aunt. So we I just want Palm, them to be careful. We have Palm Sunday coming up on Sunday and it's supposed to be a special message. So stay tuned. Pastor Jack at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills is um, I think going to continue on this message about what the, what the church is going to be facing in this country and elsewhere. Mm. Got to buckle up. Yeah. We're going to go to first service. So we are the first ones to hear about it. Yes. We hate being second <laughs> to hear about something. <laughs> All right. I'm worn out, Snugs. I don't know that I could go on. Okay. Our, even our people are a little silent now. That's very, well, I mean, it's a very sad, you know, very pensive. As Spurgeon says, I wish I could stay home and cry, but work calls me. Yeah. 
I, I wanted to, to get more of the love portion out of it. Like I do, I know the love. I mean, the, the love is so heavy. His love for us is so heavy on my heart. Yes. For what we is described here. I mean, you watch The Passion of the Christ, which every year I say I'm going to watch it and I can't bring myself to watch it. I, it's so hard for me to watch. But I know we have to watch it. I, I don't know. I feel like we have to watch it. It's hard to watch. But... um and Carrie says, dog, the dog is an example for us about love. Mm. <laughs> Selfless. Yeah. I mean, I tell people that all the time. I said, the, the dog is really one of the few things on this planet that you could abuse. And in in just minutes later, they'll like look you in the face and wag their tail and, and say, hey, I still love you. And you don't miss having a dog. This experience with this dog, it ruined me. Oh, It'd be like you say, say something. I got, I walk outside, get hit by a car. You would never be able to have another relationship. No, I ruined you. You did. <laughs> I totally get that analogy now. It has been tough. I've had a couple close calls with dogs where I thought, and it, it just, then I, I just, I couldn't do it. No one would be the same. No, because. I know for sure it'd be that way for you too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I should have used that as the analogy. What was I thinking? <laughs> Well, I can't imagine you getting hit by a car. I don't want to even imagine that. Okay. I could say for myself, getting hit by a car. Um, but, uh, you know, this dog, this this dog, I mean, <laughs> I use his name was my last name. I mean, and all of your children. <laughs> and all my children. <laughs> and, I, and I know I've met people that maybe are not on and heard me tell the story of how that came about with my last name. But um, um, I have no hesitation. I mean, I never really... It doesn't bother me that much. It just causes some confusion from time to time or people ask me about it, but I still have the Jimenez in there. Yes. Which, but um, you drive around with a dog for uh, 12 and a half hours a night where at any moment you grab him and he does exactly what you told him to do. We found hundreds of thousands of pounds of narcotics, millions of dollars seized because of his nose. And then he catches suspects, chases them down. He came out and protected me three or four times where I was in a fight and I couldn't, you know, I, 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 either one of us was going to die. So you use the dog so that you don't have to kill the suspect. Nice. So 80 to 90 times he was used in that manner. And then you drive around for hours talking to him. <laughs> Who else are you going to talk to? And it, it, this animal, and he's, and he's back there snoring. He's like you. I would be telling a story and he would give me that look like, really? How long, how long does this story go on, bro? <laughs> I love him already. Yeah. He I wish that I he had, there's a, you know, a little window there. You used to not have a barrier, but then we had this barrier between the back seat and the front seat and he would put his chin on the thing. And then I would see him in the mirror. You know, I, I look at the kids in the mirror. I'd look, I'd see my dog. My mirror was tilted so I could see him and he'd be sitting there with his eyes and I go, and then can you believe what she did after? And then she wanted me to do the laundry. Yeah. After 12 hours of work. And he's like going, really? really? Is it, is it, when is this going to end? <laughs> How many times are you going to tell me this story? Oh, no. One last story. One day, I had, these chocolate, <laughs> I had these chocolate chip cookies. I couldn't wait for these chocolate chip cookies. They were homemade chocolate Isn't chip cookies. Isn't it dangerous to duck any chocolate? No, I had to. They were for me. Oh. And I had them in the front. Remember I said there used to not be a barrier between yeah. the back seat and the front seat? And he was a good dog. I mean, he was, I mean, he and I were like, we were like this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I go handle this call. I don't know what it was. And then I come back from the call and I go, oh man, 
I told you told the guy I was on the call with the other officer. I go, oh, my gosh, I got these chocolate chip cookies. I'm going to go back to my car and eat them. And I go, I go back to my car. You know, yeah, I'm going to eat these chocolate chip cookies. And I open the door and I look where the chocolate chip oh, cookies <laughs> used to be. And, the, and, the, and it's the, the, the bag is empty. He literally, he, I think he, 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 he like opened it up. No, he, it's almost like he opened it up and took like he was like, maybe he won't notice. I think. <laughs> And I and I'm I go, and didn't even leave you one. And I go, where are these? Where are the cookies? And he's like, just sitting there, like you normally would be, like looking out the front window. <laughs> now he won't make eye contact. And I'm looking at him. And I'm going, did you eat my cookies? And he's like, looking out the front window, like and pretending that they doesn't hear me. A dog can hear a field mouse a mile away walking through the brush, and he can't hear me asking about these cookies. And he's got these crumbs on the side of his base. And he's like, look at me like, what? I didn't, I didn't eat these cookies. I, I was so mad at him. I oh eat my cookies. My and that dog's, it, it was little chocolate chip cookies, but so little chocolate it. chips. They don't, they get diarrhea or something. Dogs don't die from chocolate. Everybody's okay. like, they got to eat a lot of chocolate to die. This is, it's a, it's a little bit of a exaggeration. Um, but um, I mean, so I'm telling you these stories that you do that. You have this life with this dog for seven years, you know, every day. Then you take him home and he's with you at home too. Then you go to work with him and you just grow this love. And then again, he saves my life and um, we do demos together. We take him to the blind Institute where he's with children that are blind and he lays on their beds and children with cancer. He would lay in bed with children with cancer. And then we'd leave there, go out and he would bite somebody and take him out. <laughs> it was, you know, it's just That's this crazy. wonderful life and, 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 and with this dog. And uh, I'll never forget. It was the greatest time of my life other than that. <laughs> uh, but it was a great time. <laughs> yeah, you're, yes, you're. You guys are like right in line as partners. <laughs> you're like perfect. Um, but uh, and and, and not so, as obedient though. I'm not as obedient. As <laughs> he it had his moments too. Uh, want me to tell you another story? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, whoa, we're gonna get off in 31 minutes. No way. I get to go take put on my jammies. <laughs> But no, <laughs> this is a fast one. We used to win so many trophies at these competitions. This is one of the things that got me noticed where I began to teach all over the place. But so we're at this competition. Everybody's going, oh, here's Andy and Falco. They're going to take on the trophies. And I used to get that all the time. And so I, I he's out there on the field and we have to do an obedience routine where I leave him in a sit and I go forward about 30 yards. I turn around and you're supposed to give, you know, hand signal down, hand signal up and then a, then a recall. So, and it's all, you can't say anything. It's just, you use your hands. And I'm out there, there's people everywhere. And everybody's like buzzing because there's, here's any NI police department. And everybody's like, oh, you know, there's that guy. He wins all the things. And I go, <laughs> and I go to give him the, the down command. And he just sits there and he doesn't move. I go, wait a minute. Hey, bro, we're <laughs> supposed to win this entire thing. What is going on? And I do it, I can do it again. Like, with like, what's going on with you? And he just sits there. He does, I don't know. <laughs> it's like one day he was like, you remember that day you allowed, you know, you allowed me to be beaten. This is how I'm going to get you back. Oh my God. So yeah. it's totally right. You never found out why he was. No. And well, I think he had to go poop. Because <laughs> <laughs> right after that. Back to the poop thing. <laughs> yeah. You always got to remember to break your dog before you do stuff. Because like us, you know, it's hard to even drive when you got to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. Dad, I'm constipated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please get off the stage? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at me like, I'm not, I'm not going to lay down today. I don't feel like it. 
it was like the strangest thing. Everybody's like going, what? Like they were all shocked. But later on, we won other stuff. But yeah, that was that moment where I went and then you start getting sweaty because everybody like there's oh, 40. God, it must have been so yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> People start, of course, it, all the, the dudes are laughing at you. Hey, what happened? What happened to the dog? <laughs> they were so happy that he, he screwed up. Oh, well. Can't be right oh, now. yes. Sorry. Another story to cheer up Andy, Carrie says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to get back to that. And, and she says, causes heart to race, but a little for big dog. Okay. <laughs> Cindy loves her puppy and likes her most of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, just wait till it gets bigger. Then it, the it'll yeah. be sweeter. This dog had those rare moments. It, it was it was an amazing experience having, uh, having that dog. I can't even. I could go on with a lot more stories if you want to. Lisa, you really missed a very long Andy story time. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. You have to re rewatch. I even read from my book. Yes. All right. Anything else, my love? We're gonna land this plane. No. <laughs> Not that kind. No, that's great. How do you want to close? Uh, I don't know. I'm a little speechless. I'm still stuck on Jesus and and just mm. the way that uh, our world's going and um, how how things just turn on a dime. But look up for your redemption draws near. Mm. And all this means is that we are drawing closer to when we will meet the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, yes, Lisa, it's over. Yes. <laughs> it's not only over here, the, it's, it's over in the world. <laughs> it's just over. <laughs> <laughs> just saying that, I'm not going to go on a long story. I'm just saying that it has never been clear that if you have not come to Jesus for a, um, for a relationship with him, Ask for forgiveness and uh, and repent for your sins. Confess uh, with you, your mouth, believe in your heart, and it's done. You, there's no more waiting. There's no, yeah, I'll get, uh, I'll do it next week or no. This could be it. This could be the last time. This could be the last time we're talking to you. I so badly want to go to New York, New York on Tuesday. I want to go, Schnugs. We bit the bullet on uh, Jan January sixth. We were this close to going. I'm going. Uh, yeah, I know. We yeah uh, we, <laughs> we really yeah we were nearly on the plane. Bullet. We nearly walked onto the plane to get there for his uh, his speech. But uh, I think I need to be there on Tuesday. No, you don't. It, it's too bad I have the kids on that day. <laughs> Time is short. Amen. So if you're watching this and you don't know Jesus, um, uh, meet him where you are. You better better hurry. Go to resurrectministry.com. Yes. And uh, there we go. We love you guys. We love you. Uh, stay tuned for Pastor Jack's message on Sunday. And uh, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow too. Yes. Awesome. Love you guys. Good night. God, God bless. bless. Bye.